Today on Top Gear Rearview, it's the last episode. I'm not editing out any of the fucking swear words. Hello and welcome to Top Gear. That's Brady. This is Jeff. Tonight we're taking a look back at Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gear Rearview was recorded in the homes of Jeff and Brady over the last three years. In front of several dogs and children. <laughs> and wives. <laughs> um... And uh, we're happy to wrap this up with just a kind of look back and a best of, and uh, we're it's it's we're kind of doing uh, our own top gear awards, uh, mm-hmm. but it's the there's there's no golden cock uh, unless we have a golden cock. Do we have a golden cock? I, Jeff, I didn't go. Jeff, do we remember who gets the cock? I don't remember who gets the cock. You know who gets the cock. Jeff gets the cock. <laughs> 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 All right. Um. So. Uh, we have just a couple categories that we we thought of beforehand. Not um, any of this is impromptu, um, and then we're gonna go over our power rankings, which is kind of the overarching spine of the car review show review podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll go through that at the end. Um, but uh, we're not going over an episode. We're just gonna chit chat today. So yeah, just talking through some of the stuff, some of the best and least best uh, from the. Uh... From the entire series. Um, mm-hmm. There's kind of like when I was going through some of this. I mean series one was so long ago and a little rough. So like I sort of left a lot of those out. Because I mean there's and it's also no May. And yeah so that I don't think series one technically hit my list at all. I, f- I felt like I shouldn't have included anything from series one. I felt like it it's was just, cheating. Yeah it was like I feel like that's like the training wheel series. I, like, I, I, no, correction just, I, just, I did I did have one thing. I did have one okay. thing. I did not. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, like, I mean, it was kind of, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. I had some trouble remembering some of these things because we've been doing it for three years. Like, we mm-hmm. are 176 episodes deep here, and um, not everything sticks around. So there were some categories that uh, that I was like, I just don't think I can actually, I don't I don't have the memory to, to dig into these too much. But Yeah, I mean, a few of these ones I was going, oh, yeah, I remember that, or mm, I don't know about that. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see as we go. Yep. Let's go. So Jeff, we have, uh, discussed back and forth a little bit today. Um, uh, the, the topic of items. So I think we just start from the toss. You say one, I say one, and we'll just go through what we have written down here. Okay. Sound good. And apologies guys, if there's some clicking around, uh, with keyboard and mouse and stuff, I've got this on a couple spreadsheets and stuff like that, especially the top of your review stuff. So, uh, just got to get to the data, you know? Got to get to the data. So, All right, hit me with it. Uh, let's start with some cars. Let's just start with a big one. Favorite car that was tested. I specifically went from the list of, of power laps, not from all yeah. The cars. Yeah. But, um, yeah, favorite car overall of the series. All right, so mine's not going to be a surprise. Neither should be. <laughs> Mine is the Lamborghini Gallardo Spider. Yeah. Because it's like my favorite car of all time. So mine is a Lamborghini Gallardo Spider. Specifically, this was tested on Season 8, Episode 7. Um, that's when uh, essentially Top Gear peaked for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, totally understand. So um, I was uh, similar in that, uh, I mean, so I, I kind of cheated because I was like, let's just like narrow this down. What did I give 10s to? Uh-huh. So I went into our list and took a look there. It's not a super short list. I mean, there were seven or eight cars. Um but uh, one popped out that I was like, yeah, and it's really fun. It's also a fun showrunner, like, through line, through se- several seasons. Um, and that's the Ford GT. Um, mm. I mean, I remember the first time that, uh, that Clarkson drove it. I remember all the chaos that came from uh, from his ownership. But that car is still just, like, tip-top of my list. Like, um, I mean, if they weren't stupid money. Um, and maybe even still, someday I'll, uh, I'll get my hands on one. Yeah, yeah. Now, that one came from <clears throat> Season 4, Episode 8. And as Jeff said, it was one of the cars he gave a 10 to. Jeff, you gave a 10 to 8 cars. Very I nice. gave a 10 to 19 cars. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are more generous than I am. I am. I also gave lower scores than you, too. You didn't give out any ones. And I gave out I gave out three. Okay. Over French. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Well, that was good. All right. So I'm going to continue, right, Jeff? Of all the cars that they've tested, you said your favorite was the Ford GT and mine was the Gallardo Spider. What would be a car that you wish they would have tested that they did not 
from yeah. the era or around the that's, era. Yeah, so that's um, the, the tricky part. That's We didn't explicitly state, but I kind of did go by that premise, that they mm-hmm. could have tested and they did not. Yeah. Um, so I cheated, well, I just, I went a little more manufactured because I was like, there were, uh, so the, the one, oh, which one, I have to look at which one it was. There, the, the first one, they did the McLaren 12C, mm-hmm. but there was one where I feel like that was kind of like a little bit of a rough start for McLaren and, uh, they really have since ramped up quite a bit. So I took a quick look at like, what could they have actually tested, mm-hmm. um, that was in the time frame? And mm-hmm. the 650S came out in 2014. Okay. And that is, I mean, that's one that I'm like, yeah, that's, I feel like that is a, a large leap from the uh, MP412C. It's based on it, but it is a, a pretty sizable upgrade. So that was one. I mean, I would love to see him do like the 720S and the Senna and the Speedtail and the P1 and yada, yada, yada. Um, mm. I guess they did have the P1. I mean, that was one of them. But um, but like more of the like attainable McLarens um, mm-hmm. would really mm-hmm. fall in line with like the the kind of flagship Ferraris and stuff. So that was one. And then the other one that I just thought was kind of a bummer and it's kind of of their own doing was the any Tesla model aside from that first Roadster. They never yeah. really got a chance to do the Model S. Yeah, they, they screwed the pooch on their own ability to do that. Yeah. So yeah. That was, I mean, I totally understand it, but it's, a, it's kind of a bummer because it was like that it, for this era of Top Guard, that was the only top year. That was the only legitimate electric car out there. I mean, there's the G Wiz and whatever over in the EU, but like this was so different and such a like, leap forward. It's a bummer they didn't get a chance to, to really see what it would do on the track and kind of have some more seat time with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you? So I had two. Um, one is a car that they just straight up should have put around the track and never did. Um, and then another is a car that wasn't kind of contemporaneous with the show, but they went back in time a few times. They did that old DB5. They did some older uh-huh. cars and stuff. So I'll start with that one. That is the Jag XJ220, the one, the car oh, that Jaguar oh, made yeah. Yeah. that at one point held the the, the fastest production car record. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the the one you go to in Need for Speed. That's the fast car. You just take that one. Exactly, and and they never they never put that around the track. I feel like that would have been a ton of fun. Um, yeah. And I guess technically they never put an F1 around the track either, right? So those two cars uh, would have been fantastic to see, if not really, you know, uh, 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 on the market, right? The car that I wish they would have put around the track is an MX-5. It's true. They never. They never put an MX-5. Not a one. Of yeah. all the cars, right? so many times they brought it up and they had it in challenges and like all that, and they never once did it. I I wish an MX-5 went around. They put cheaper cars around. They put slower cars around. Mm-hmm. But an MX-5 or a Miata or whatever you want to call it should have been at some point put around the track instead of just thrashed around in the in the b rows and stuff like that um i'm disappointed that i never got yeah. to compare that because everyone will always tell you how well of a driving car it is and i believe them yeah and but it's it's a power circuit too and that is not the. i, I wanted to see how it's held oh, up yeah. to some of those slower less expensive cars right absolutely yeah so that's the one i wish they would have but the jag sj220 would have been really fun yeah 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 those are weird i've i've seen one of those that's one of the few like crazy cars that i've actually seen in, in real life and uh-huh. they're pretty wild yeah Pretty crazy. So, all right, let's let's uh, <clears throat> kind of keep on the, uh, the meat of these the cars. Um, best manufacturer overall. Again, I uh, I kind of went off the the lapless or the um, the power laps, but um, best I guess represented. We I just said best manufacturer and kind of leave it up to you to how you want to mm-hmm. interpret. All right, so uh, I did two things here. Right, I did the one I liked the most, uh, and then I did do a dive into the data, and we can pull this up now if we want to. Um, of which car was the most represented and which car did the best and which manufacturer uh-huh. did the best. So my favorite uh, was uh, Pagani. I thought all of their cars were yeah. awesome, right? So yeah, they yeah. got every single version of the Zonda in. They got in the Huayra, um, and They put four cars from Pagani around, which That's is interesting because they only made two during the time. Yeah, it's just <laughs> variants of two cars. <laughs> and so... Uh, that's the one I put as my favorite, but I did do the whole list. Mm-hmm. Which manufacturer do you think went around, got a car put around the most? Mercedes. It's BMW by one over Mercedes. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, man, by that logic, by the, the, uh, Pagani logic, like technically Porsche 
if you really start like digging into it, they only have two models. They only yep. really ever did. No, I guess the Carrera GT. That's its own thing. Yep. So, um, the, but then all of the other ones are 911s or Cayman slash or, or Coxter based. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Porsche put 11 cars around the track. Yeah. And almost all of them were 911s. All right. So I did a comparison for number of times uh, a manufacturer was put around the track and the Top Gear rear view power ranking score that those cars got. I multiplied uh-huh. those together to get, you know, if you went around a lot and you had a really high score, you got a high number, right? Multiply those two things together. If you went around a lot and got a low number, you got a low number. So say, for example, Mercedes-Benz, they had 14 separate cars from Mercedes-Benz that went around the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average of overall of all cars was 106.87 uh, on the Top Gear Review Power Rankings. The average of Mercedes was 107.0. So they're 0.13 above the average. Okay. Right? So you take 0.13 times their 14 cars, their number here is only 1.5. Porsche, on the other hand, had 11 cars go around, and they were 10 points ahead of the overall average. Oh, yeah. So they got 100. So who do you think was the highest based on number of cars put around the track and uh, comparison to overall average rating? Ford. You think it was Ford was the highest? I don't know. Porsche would be the one. Porsche is the highest. Lamborghini, nine Lamborghinis went around, uh, averaged nine points higher than the average, so they're at 81. BMW, uh, they were 62 points, so it's 15 times four ahead of the average. The one that threw threw me off was the next two. Ariel had two cars. Two cars go around. But they averaged 30 points above the average. Oh, holy cow. So, 60 points. Yeah, so they're at 55, 56 points here. It was, it was 20, 28 or so. Yeah, and then Nissan only had three cars, but all three of those were GTRs, I think, <laughs> <laughs> and they averaged fourteen above the average. Um, yeah. uh, and so those two cars, and then we got you know Audi, uh, Caterham, Chevrolet, because it was just yeah, it was Camaros and Vets. It's just it was just Camaros and Vets. Um, <clears throat> we had uh, so from the data, I would say the best manufacturer was Porsche. Followed by Lamborghini and BMW. But my favorite was Zonda. Zonda, by the way, way yeah, Pagani. Way down at the bottom here. Oh yeah. Because they had a bunch of cars. Yeah. But their scores were really low because they cost a million (laughs) dollars. Yeah. They're so expensive. Yeah. We had twenty five single car manufacturers. Interesting. All right. All right, mine, um, which is not at all data-driven, aside from like the fact that I looked in and kind of was like, there's a lot of these, and then looked at the range, and I was like, there's there's a lot of fun that I think we saw in the evolution of the cars and some of the differences in the cars, uh, and that's Mercedes. Mm. Um, I mean, we had some older ones. We had some kind of loyal ones, like the SL55 AMG, but then we saw the evolution from the SLR McLaren to the SLS AMG to the AMG GT, and it's like... I mean, we, we lauded that pretty well because it's like you're making it better and cheaper, which is mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus six by six and like just, <laughs> just the wide range, the, all the black editions, like the electric one, they, I feel like, were kind of just everywhere. I mean, they yeah. had a little bit of everything across the series and uh, and some were better than others, but it was it was an interesting just, just kind of through line to see how all just all the different things they did from the one manufacturer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they really, uh, they really kind of came around. I think I remember looking at our power ranking scores for them as we went through the series, and they just kept creeping up and up and up. Like early on, we started from the SLR McLaren, where we were both kind of were dogs on it, yeah. um, and then we worked our way all the way up to the the AMG Electric and or AMG GT after the electric, and that one was it was just it was just good car, it was just good, yeah, good car. It's kind of the opposite of a BMW. That's why their score was so low overall. BMW is just good all the time, right? Mm-hmm. The M3 was great when we started this podcast and you know the start of the show in 02, and it was still great in 15 or whenever we ended, right? And so, yeah. uh, but Mercedes definitely had an upward trajectory. You're right. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, your turn. All right, well, Jeff, what's the worst car they ever test? <laughs> MGX Power SV and all this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that car was so terrible. I hate oh it. God. 
<laughs> oh my god, that car was so bad. That's the uh, one that said they had a thousand horsepower, but yeah, they barely had a five hundred shot of no. <laughs> they had four hundred fifty horsepower and then an explodey button on it. An oh end god. engine. It wasn't it really expensive too. It was. We actually did have a lap time on that. And were, it was not crazy. It was like sixty seventies. It was not not yet to like hundred thousands pounds, but uh, ugh, I just hate everything about it. And it never was really a real car. No, so it was just so dumb. <laughs> it was. It was. It was really dumb. You're right. Now, that's a good one. Uh, mine, unsurprisingly, from the time the episode came out way back when. Uh, I hate the BMW Z8. I hate it. I knew you were going to have I hate that car. <laughs> I hate the way it looks. I hate the way it sounds. I hate the way it drives. I hate it. So, uh, uh, that one is on my list as, as easily the worst car that they've uh, put around the track. I, I did say earlier, man, that, that Z8 was 95,000 pounds, too. Oh, yeah. Back in two thousand and three, dude. <laughs> stupid oh, money, man. Um, the uh, uh, I gave ones to three cars. One was the Z eight. One was the Overfinch Range Rover, which is probably your backup and my backup for this one. The worst car tested. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one was the Suzuki Liana. And I was looking, and I was like, perhaps I judged you too harshly, young one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Suzuki yeah. Liana is leaps and bounds better than a BMW Z8 and an Overfinch Range Rover. Oh, so. oh God, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot about that MG, dude. Oh, dude. Uh, they talked yeah. about it for like three series before that, too. It was too. so, yeah, they oh, kept man. bringing it up, and uh, it was like just the, just no payoff. Yeah. I was a little tempted by the ProDrive P2, uh-huh. because that's one we've talked about, too, because it had such a good lap time, and it was like, it was one of the few like prototypes they put around, and they were like, yeah, it'll be coming out next year. It's 40 grand, and it's super fast, and then nothing ever happened. Yeah, never mind to all of that. Just kidding. Exactly. All right. right, Well, we have, I guess one, this isn't necessarily one more car related. These are all kind of car related, but uh, one that I thought that I had some fun with and that I was, uh, I'm really interested to hear yours. uh, The best three car, hundred thousand pound, not counting inflation garage. All right. So 300,000 or three, 100,000 pounds for three cars at the Mm -hmm. time at which they were tested, Mm -hmm. not factoring for inflation. So, yes. uh, You know, obviously you can't go for a car that's over a hundred thousand pounds. Nope. Um, can't even There's go no for a, you can't you can't even go for a car uh, over eighty thousand pounds because the cheapest car on our, li- our list here is ten thousand. One and two, yeah, it would have to be, yeah, yeah. And so uh, you have to go for some cheap ones. So I think Jeff that ours are going to look uh, quite similar. I have to assume. I'm I don't know, man. Mine's mine's out there. Okay, <laughs> I mean, well, one. I think one we're probably going to have a similar. But all right, so I went with three similar price cars. Uh, between twenty five and thirty nine thousand pounds. Um, so I started with, uh, I knew I wanted a bang for my buck, so I got a Ford Focus R. Ford Focus RS. Um, this particular one for twenty five thousand pounds was, I think, one of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but twenty five thousand pounds. Uh, the next is the first BMW M three they put around because it was super cheap. It was thirty nine grand. E thirty six, I think. Uh, yeah, it was our, it was, it was the 46, yeah. E46. Oh, 46. It was, okay, it was sorry, our golden okay. car. Yep. It was our, it was our <laughs> benchmark car. Uh, and that left me, uh, for 25 and 39, that left me with 36,000 pounds left over, which is mm-hmm. exactly as much as you need to get a Caterham 7R500 Superlight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so nice. I got a Focus RS, an M3 and a Caterham, the good one. Dude, you're way more responsible than I, than I was with my money. <laughs> okay. So what'd you get? One good car and two Suzuki Luanas? No, no, I did. So I did go cater him, but I want 160. I went with the cheapo one. Um, oh, really? Not, yeah. Quite cheap. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. made a we made a calculation. That's not worth the cheaper oh, cost. No, but I I fettle. I, <laughs> I technically have money left over in this, so I put turbo on or something. <laughs> um, Seventeen grand is what that one costs, but okay. uh, it's still yeah, still a lot of fun. So um, <clears throat> so that one you know not particularly useful for anything. Uh, second one, also not particularly useful, uh, Renault Clio V6. Oh, you love that car. <laughs> you love, you that, love car. that car. I should have known you were going to choose that one. Yeah. And it's only 27 grand. So only 27 like, grand. So I now you're at... 50, okay, what do you got left? grand left. Okay. Uh, Boulder Wildcat. <laughs> you know what? I thought about it. I hovered. I hovered oh, with the Wildcat. It was... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have to imagine there's some less race spec that's a lot of fun because it's just a beast of a defender. And I, you know I love my defenders. 
So yeah, I was like, there you go. You got SUV, you got one for like taking skiing or something. You got a Clio V6 for getting and grocery. And then you, you got a, a cater room for going slow around the track. <laughs> Go slow around the track. That's right. I got. I think I got three really good cars. I did go quite. Did. I did go quite uh, conservative. I will say that. Boulder. What was the first one again? I'm already facing. Or I'm uh, already forgetting. Uh, Focus RS. Focus RS. Focus RS. Uh, E46 M3 and the R500. I mean, really, you got a you got a hot hatch. You got a, um, a kind of nicer, both businessy Absolutely. businessman and like um, <laughs> business and f- fun car. And you got a track car. Like that is a legit good three car garage. That's not, not bad. And they're all relatively reliable. So if you have to take the kite room to work, <laughs> guess I'm getting to work today in three point <laughs> seven seconds. Yeah, my hair's gonna be shot. <laughs> oh man. All right, it's good. No, Boiler Wild, Bowler Wild Kid. I, I looked at it and I was like, hmm, can I fit 50 grand in my budget? No. No. No, I yeah, can't. You can if you go with the cheap catering. Yeah. <laughs> Our catering track days, you would be kicking my ass. I would be kicking almost everyone's ass. True. That was a really, really fast one. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, I think that's all we have for cars from the list. We'll be touching back on the uh, Top Gear Review Power Rankings at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go into some more television show things, yeah? So, yeah. Jeff, uh, who, you know, obviously, Star and Reason Price Car happens almost every week. Um, mm-hmm. We've had lots of guests from international superstar Tom Cruise to uh, nobody's superstar Ollie Murs. Um, mm-hmm. Who was your favorite guest in the whole show? I have three written down, um, but I have a definite favorite. I, so yeah, I kind of had some trouble because there's like, looking back, I was like, who's this person? Who's this person? <laughs> so I had to go by with some of the ones that I, I do recall for various reasons. And the one I ended up picking out was Ellen MacArthur because she's just a badass and she was fast. By far and away, the best guest they've ever had. I completely agree. Ellen MacArthur oh, was easily my number one. This yeah. lady is a hard nose you know, tough as nails, like explorer. Yeah. She was Soft, like, I'd sail across the ocean and then I put down a laptop. <laughs> Soft spoken. And then she just came in and just laid it down. She was yeah. great. She was great. Um, I have some runners up, Jeff. I don't know if you have any others. Um, I liked Amy McDonald as well. Uh, yeah. for she, she's a real car person. She's a petrol head. And she, she started was, talking. Yeah. She started talking shop with Jeremy. It was great. Um, and then my, my, my second runner up, um, was not necessarily Jeff Goldblum's interview, <laughs> but it was the fact that he just, did an entire lap in third gear and never shifted. He just doesn't care. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's complaining. I wish there was more car. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you yeah. could you could shift to more car, bud. Uh, yeah. I, so I guess my my kind of runner up would be probably Jamie Oliver because he was in one of the Lost episodes. Mm, he was. He, yes. He his interview from what I remember was okay. I like Jamie Oliver, but uh, he again put down a lap that was like I think both of us were like that was so fast and it was I think snowing or something. It was like it was it was, it was like torrential downpour. It was a very wet lap and it was like already one of the fastest laps we'd ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It was just wild. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, he, he'd probably be there. I'm looking through to see if there's any others. I mean, there's some mm-hmm. other okay ones, but eh. All right. Uh, well, we've done the, 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 the best of the best. We've done the we agony. we got to do worse now. The agony, agony of victory. Now let's cherish the defeat here, Jeff. Um, <laughs> let us cherish. Uh, who is the worst guest? So you get this one first, because I stole okay. MacArthur. All right. So I, this is my one reach into season one, Jeff. Okay. Do you remember the interview with Tara Palmer Tompkinson? I vaguely do. I saw that name and I was like, she was bad. It was awful. (laughs) (laughs) It was an awful interview. Uh, The show was finding its feet. Tara was not having anything to do playing along at all. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't a terribly popular show, so she kind of didn't really really care too much. Um, And, you know, we had started with, uh, like, the first guests of this entire show. We're like, um, uh, where am I? Where am I? We had Harry JK. We had JK. We had Steve Coogan, who's a car guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in the later in the uh, the um, the season, we had Gambon and Gordon Ramsay. Like these are all these are all historic names who have gone around the track. JK Gambon, um, and then we had Tara Palmer Thomas, who is famous for being famous, pretty much. Yeah, 
and she's and, a British Kardashian. Yeah, I, the only reason I didn't choose this as my worst episode overall is because it was series one. Um, but there were a couple, of, there were a couple bad segments in that first season, so I kind of, I agree that we should have written it off. But she was just so bad that she had to be my worst. I don't have a runner up. She was the worst. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Who was, who was your least favorite? I had to like I was kind of trying to look around, and oddly enough, I found him on somebody's best list of like, uh, mm. uh, which I was like, oh no, you're wrong, but okay. Uh, do you remember Michael McIntyre? Oh yes, he yes. was so big and oh, trying my so God. hard, and it was just oh. like, kind of cringy. So I was like, that that seems fitting. Like there were plenty of forgettable ones, but his was memorable for being like, dude, no. <laughs> yes, yes, I do remember that. That was a uh, that was a bit much. He was a bit much. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if he's like legit worse, but like he sticks out as like that was a bad one that I remember. So they had Alistair Campbell on series fifteen, episode two. They essentially should have known better, but they didn't. So that's one. Yep, yep. That was the All same right. season as Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz, and Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> and they had to... and Pizza Twenty Three from Essex. They had to hit the bottom. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. What, let's go to work. Let's go to worst episode next. Worst Jeff. episode. Okay. This so one again. First. I was like, I had, uh, I kind of dug through, and I was like, oh, let's let's just kind of see because I don't remember any. It's. I remember we've had a few that were like that was just kind of mediocre, but I, I went way back for this one. Um, I wanted to get into series one because there's so many specials that I was like, I don't remember that, but the title alone makes me go. Ugh. But um, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of fell into that one. Series two, episode four. Boris Johnson was the guest bunch of mech jags and the the challenge was how far can you drive before you come bored in a jaguar <laughs> before you become bored yeah lots of jags that's really gonna bring you down that's yeah. a bad it one it had the db7 gt which is not bad but like that was yeah i was like just looking at that i don't remember it being i just remember that was i remember us being frustrated with how many bad jaguars and how just infatuated they were with mediocrity they were yeah. and that one seemed to fit the bill Yep, yep. All right. Well, I have two on my list. Uh, the first one is Series 3, Episode 7. Uh, the challenge in this one, which is called uh, Which Professor Can oh. Do the Best Burnout? Also followed up by What is the Best British Car? In parentheses, is it the Rover 75? Is it the Morgan Plus 8 or the Noble M12? <laughs> okay. And then they also tested the SLR McLaren that episode. Yeah, Jeff. and we hate it. Yep, and then it was some guy, Rory Bremner. As Rory Bremner. That was a bad episode. That was a bad episode. Follow-up. Uh, second one I have on here is Series 4, Episode 2. Features and challenges. A nun, a nun in a monster truck. <laughs> and Hammond gets hypnotized. Oh. Oddly enough, Jeff, they also tested the McLaren... S, uh, SLR McLaren in this episode. Uh-huh. And then the Escalade? And the yeah. Ford Fab 1? <laughs> and Ooh. then the guest was some guy named Paul McKenna. Whoever the hell that is. Oh, it was the hypnotist. He's yeah. the hypnotist. <laughs> Woof. So yeah, those okay. weren't Series 1, but those were bad. None in a monster truck was so <laughs> bad. And then the hypnotist one was so bad. Yeah. So... Yeah, they, they they didn't have any more real stinkers later on in the series, but they sure did have at the beginning. Yeah, really I mean, a lot of them were the the later ones that were bad were more so because they were just kind of boring. There was yeah. nothing that crazy about them. Yeah, they were they were stretching the format a little too much on a few things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, I accidentally stumbled upon the um, series twenty three car list, and it's got like all of them: the six seven five Longtail McLaren, the Tesla Model X, and I'm like, oh, they were just waiting for those jamokes to get out, and then they were like, here you go. Yeah, you guys are gonna give us good reviews. All right, good. Here you go. Here's a good card. Yeah. All right, uh, we did skip one guest thing, Jeff. I'm sorry. We'll have to go back to it. Um, yeah. What would be a good guest that they could have today if it was still Clarkson, Hemond, and May? I mean, presumably they could be on the other top here, but yes. that's not what we're talking about. Who do you yeah. wish went on? You got to go first this time. Oh well, it's right. It's it's got to be Robert Downey Jr. I think Robert Downey Jr. would, would be a be fantastic really guest. I think he. I think he would too, and especially because he's had like a decent amount of like he's at least pre- played British people and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, I'm he's... tempted to say the other Chris Evans, but I don't think he'd be as good of a guest. I just want Chris Evans that name to be non besmirched. <laughs> it just it just be it'd be good because he could just swoon. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, no, hey, I, can, I, can, <laughs> can you rip this log apart for me? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I am. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, I had The Rock. I think, oh, that'd, be, oh, I him. think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, him in a him in the big in the little car would be funny. That'd be hilarious, and it'd be I think it'd be a good interview. I think it might be even more funny if it was him and Kevin Hart if they did one of their fun little pair things. <laughs> just I like, you know, they're just, just hanging funny. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're funny dudes. So. That would have been. You need to stuff them in that one series where they had a bunch of paired up. Uh, yeah, the doubles yeah. paired up guests for whatever reason. For no reason at all. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, that'd be an entertaining duo. Series eleven is what it was. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. I mean, there's plenty I could think of. Like, it's it, they're all arbitrarily tied to Jumanji, weirdly enough. But like, I would like to see Jack Black. <laughs> oh, Jack! I was going to say, you know what? Jack Black should be in. He would be awesome. <laughs> Who was? Uh, oh man, what was her name? Who plays Nebula? Uh, Karen Gillan. Yep. She is was She's on British, Doctor. Right? Yeah, she was on Doctor Who. She was uh, the Doctor's assistant. Uh, for a while, that's where she got her kind of big acting start. She was with Matt Smith. They had Matt Smith on, but they didn't have mm-hmm. her. I think mm-hmm. she would should have been a good guest too because she yeah. has only gotten more popular. So yeah, yeah, she's good. Mm-hmm. Again, all Jumanji, you're good. There you go. She was in Jumanji, right? <laughs> Nick Jonas, he'd be a good one. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't Jumanji. I I don't know if the era lines up with the Jonas Brothers, but they could have had all of the Hanson brothers, Jeff. Oh man, <laughs> can you name them all? Because I can't name one. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's the tall one, the singer one and the little one. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, who was the, the, oh, it's Rice, Reese Darby. I was going to say Nigel, the guy that's uh, like the NPC. And I was like, maybe he was in there. He wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> he was British. The flight of the Concord guys would have been good too. They're in the colonies. Uh-huh. They would have uh-huh. been good. Uh, all right. Good. Next, Jeff. All right, next. Um, I guess we're really getting more into the episodes here. So let's start up with uh, Best Challenge, which is a pretty wide open category. Uh, this is a, a hard one, and there were uh, is. there were a ton to choose from, right? Uh-huh. You sit there and look through the list of my favorite episodes of Top Gear. They all essentially wrap around one good challenge that I just find endlessly entertaining. Yeah. Things, things like uh, the hover van. Or any of the amphibious vehicles. Any of those are just great. But I still think my favorite one is the Reliant Robin Space Shuttle. (laughs) That's exactly what I have written down. It's got to be the Reliant Robin Space Shuttle. And it's only because of how almost successful they were. (laughs) The pure joy on their faces when it almost works is just like, this is crazy. And like it, it's like they 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 were like, wouldn't it be funny if we blew up a Robin on the launch pad and then it launched in the sky and they're like, and they're like oh, my God. oh fuck, we did it! <laughs> oh. It actually launched into the sky. <laughs> uh, that is that is my number one. I had a couple backups. Mm-hmm. Um, Killing the Toyota Hilux is mm-hmm. so so good. It's a two parter technically. Um, mm-hmm. Sabine in the van on the ring is one of mm-hmm. my favorites. There's there's just so many, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see we both we both came to the same conclusion. Yeah, I mean, other ones, smaller, shorter ones that I've always found were really funny. As one where the Stig raced from London to Scotland in a caterham, and the guys had to build a caterham yeah, in Scotland. That one was great. <laughs> Lots of good conflict between them now uh, on that one. Um, and then uh, uh, the, oh man, that Hilux one was good. That Hilux one lives so high in the memory. It was like just one little short episode and then they, they dropped yeah. it off of a tower or whatever. Um, and it still worked. Uh, but yeah, that one was that one was good. The, the amphibious cars, when they actually crossed the channel, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was wild. Um, the car, the combine harvester into the snowplow was pretty fun. Like, I mean, there's some like definite fake stuff, but like Clarkson diving into the snow and just not going in. <laughs> Like, <laughs> he tried it more than once, too. Yeah. It's the best. Crikey, the Albanian Razos. That was a good I mean, That's a fantastic road trip. Like, there's just too many. There's so many to choose from. And uh, uh, yeah, I still, I stand. I mean, Reliant Robin Space Shuttle tops them all. Mm. And then there's also the kind of the more serious ones, right? I think probably the best 15 minutes of Top Gear I ever saw was when he did his review of the Senna movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super, super powerful stuff. Um, and then uh, every once in a while, they'll do a historical thing. They did the Lancia review, which was fantastic. Yep. They did the uh, uh, what was the the touring car uh, review? 
or uh, you know, kind of history. Uh, yeah, history. That was really good too. Um, uh, there's a lot of things that really keep you loving the show, and it's all these little 15, 10, 15 minute snippets that they put together. Yep. Yeah, um, budget rally cross, like that was again just like essentially days. every single budget, you oh. know, cheap car challenge. They're all great. They're all great. Yeah. Even the one where they all bought the three same car, right? Yeah, the three the three twenty uh, five i convertible. Yeah, yeah, all great. The one where they bought the three Porsches, that one was great. Uh, the one where they uh, where they went rallying in Majorca is that the one you just said? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that one that one was fantastic too. Yep, yep. So lots of great ones, but the best is the special. <laughs> of course, it's of course That's it's. Good. All right, right, well, right to the special, best special. All right, I have essentially the reason why I like Top Gear is because of the Oblivia special. It's so good. It holds such a nostalgic, pure place in my heart that I think I've seen it 50, 60, 70 times. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, It's fantastic. It is peak, peak Top Gear for me. Um, that being said, the two specials on either side of it were also fantastic. That would be the Botswana one before mm-hmm. it and the Vietnam one after it. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 captured three times. If the Bolivia one didn't exist, both of those other two would just be they would just take the place, right? They just swoop right in. Um, but uh, the Bolivia one exists, I think, mostly because I just it, it crosses a couple interests of mine. Um, they got big kind of SUVs. They're going off-roading. They're going off track. They're climbing mountains and stuff. It's just great. Great stuff. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, Bolivia is the, the obvious one. Looking back, there are some stinkers. Like, I've, I've, I found another list that was, like, ranking them, and I disagree with him. He's got a lot, but, like, Botswana's, or uh, Bolivia's way down there, which is kind of irritating. Mm. Um, but he had mentioned, too, like, Africa. I thought Africa was pretty fun, like, the uh, in the wagons. Um, the Nile one? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was yeah. Finding the source of denial. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, we also have on our list here the worst specials. I think India is probably my least favorite. Um, I technically counted Winter Olympics because it was kind of our first special, but it was so recycled. I suppose I don't count that one. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's that's a bad yeah. One. No, it's it's more the challenge specials are the better ones. So mm-hmm. yeah, in that regard, I'd say India is probably bottom. And then this, when they started getting in, the first time they did the two-parter, which I believe was the Nile one, would have been Vietnam, Botswana, Bolivia level, if it was one episode. If they, I think the thing, I think the thing about the those three, is that they shoved so much stuff in such a condensed time. Um, well, they did it well. The storytelling was good, that it made it really, really good, and I think. The the Nile one had so much filler um, that they could have cut out so much of it. Mm-hmm. They could have cut out in the last couple, the Patagonia one or whatever. They could have cut out all of the horse stuff, mm-hmm. um, and it wouldn't have had any impact. Though it was pretty funny, but they just had a lot of a lot of side quests, not yeah. very much main story. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I found I found uh, those to be just really slow or whatever. But India was the worst. I, I just Patagonia. I mean, Patagonia I think is better if you don't pay attention which of course you cannot to the uh the all the controversy and stuff around it and like how it kind of just abruptly ends mm-hmm. like it's not bad it's just um yeah it's just kind of it, it's it's both like right away kind of besmirched by all the like chaos around it and the fact that they couldn't really finish it and then also by the fact that like top gear then shortly after ended yep yep exactly all right okay like and the then- last thing yeah we have the best car in a special yeah, so of all the specials, right? You could have the Range Rover from Bolivia. You could have uh, the the Soviet, the Ural. I think it was a Ural from the um, from Vietnam, or you could have the the BMW uh, wagon from Nile. What would <laughs> yep. what is your favorite car from all of the specials? And I, in this case, I'm not counting the Winter Olympics. And I'm probably not going to count the one to the Arctic Ice Circle, because that's it. Is that the one you chose? Entire Hilux. Uh, it's, it's, I knew you weren't gonna. I knew you weren't gonna allow that one. So that that's too easy because it's obviously that's, the best car. It's not a cheap car. Totally, totally fair. Um, in that case, then I would go with the Dually Miata. Dually Miata from, from the uh, I- I- Middle East one. Yeah, Middle East. Yeah. 
<laughs> the dually Miata. I just oh. could never get. I, was, I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, one you? one might think that I would choose the FJ40 from the Bolivia Special, but oh. I feel like that's too easy. It's cheating. Um, it's <laughs> it's almost as much of cheating as the Hilux. Um, so I'm gonna go with you know what I'm gonna go with Oliver. I think Oliver was Oliver's a plucky little bastard. <laughs> He, he he was the best car. Uh, the only thing he messed up on was getting driven into water. He, mm-hmm. he didn't need to get he didn't need to get all of his all of his door panels and stuff ripped off so he didn't nope. sink in the big salt flats and he didn't he didn't ever break down except for that one time. I think it was the best one. Yeah, yeah, agreed. There we all go. Right, those are good lists. Yeah. So you can now go, Mister Data Man. Let's hear them datas. All right, so I've got a few overall things here, um, but for anyone somehow who's listening to this episode who doesn't know what the Top Gear Review Power Rankings are, every time the guys put a car around the track and put a time up on the board, we put it on our list um, and and associated a few parameters with each car, right? So we got a price and we got a lap time and then we got whatever the lap modifier feels wet or not wet or damp or cold or whatever. And then we also added in a Jeff and I's desirability score, right? So what we're trying to do here with the desirability is if we want it or if we think it's dumb or if we think it's really cool, it gets a high one. If it's dumb, it gets a low score. But we're trying to equalize, right? Because at the top of the list of the power rankings is like Zonda, Koenigsegg CCX, you know, like all these super fast cars um, that might be a million pounds. Bugatti Veyron Supersport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily give you a ranked list of best cars. It almost gives you a ranked list of most expensive cars. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't like that very much. So at the very beginning, we decided we're going to list all these and we're going to normalize them the best we can for price and for lap time. And, uh, we've been doing this every, every episode, almost every episode when they put a car on the track and Jeff, we have 100 and 96 entries in the top gear rear view power rankings. Okay. Um, so we put 196 cars. Some of them are one-offs. Some of them are track cars. Some of them, we've got, you know, four or five 911s. We have two or three Focus RSs. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of M3s in this list. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so we have some, you know, some evolution. We have some just general market evolution. And we have some new players coming in and going out, right? The one McLaren we have is the MP4-12C. Um, that they kind of were like, hey, we're going to start making cars again. Here's here's our first shot. Um, and overall, we came down uh, to a top 10 based upon all these things that are fast, are cheap, and that you and I really like. Um, yeah. It turns out, Jeff, all of those things are kind of wrapped up in Trek cars. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are they are they fit the bill. Yes, so <laughs> they're street legal, and you're, you know, and you have a backup car. Exactly right. So the top ten are almost all. I mean, a lot of them are track cars. Our number one overall, with a final score, just for reference, of one hundred and thirty-eight point six six, is the BAC Mono from two series ago, right? From series twenty, um, it was a hundred thousand pounds, but it was ludicrously fast. It did mm-hmm. a one fourteen point three, ludicrously Insane. fast. Insane, yeah. Um, the next two cars are both Caterhams, either the R500 Superlight or the 620R. The next two cars after that are Ariel Adams, either the 2 or the V8. The next two cars after that are Nissan GTRs, which are uh, street-going road uh, uh, track cars. And then we get down into like kind of what you might expect at the top of the list. We have the Lamborghini Huracan, we have the Mercedes-Benz AMG GTS, mm-hmm. and we have the Audi R8 V10. Now, Jeff, which, how far back do you think we go to get one of these top 10 cars? What is the earliest season to be in the top 10? Oh, God. Um, six. Very close. Very close. It's Series 5 with the Ariel, Ariel Adam. The first time. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Everything else, everything else is 11 and beyond. Okay. And over half of them are 17 and beyond. So that's the okay. evolution of cars just going faster and faster and faster. Yep. When we started, our golden car, our set point was uh, uh, the 2003 BMW M3, the E46 version, cost 39,000 pounds, 
and its lap time was 91.8 seconds, so 131.8. That was a 100. Uh, As we went on through the series, uh, we'd get cars above it and below it, but we started to creep up. So now our overall average was 106.87. So anything above that was the 100 best cars they tested, and essentially anything below that was 100 worst cars. So we did the top 10. Let's go down to the bottom 10, where I think it's (laughs) a lot more interesting Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, a wide variety of like expensive, slow. It can be a little bit of everything. Exactly. So the bottom ten are of these things. Sometimes uh, extraordinarily so. Slow, expensive, or we just hate them, right? <laughs> um, and, and some of them are only one of those. Like say, for example, the car that is very last with a score of nine point three. <laughs> <laughs> which this is, is like a comical number which is a car that jeff we averaged a 7.5 out of 10 on the desirability mm-hmm. it did a 126 it a 116.8 very fast veyron it was a 1.6 million dollar veyron super sport yeah it's yeah. too expensive this car is way up on their list and is at the bottom of our list and i i agree with where we have it on our list because it's 1.6 million dollars it should not be considered a, a better buy than essentially almost anything else on this list, except for like, you know, the other Veyron. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing. All right. So that's our bottom of our list. Let's start at number 186 and we'll go down to 196. Number 186 yeah. is a Saab 9-5 from series three. Uh, There's yeah, it's kind of, it's a weird combination so far. <laughs> like it's like expensive, slow cars, expensive, fast cars, and just like cheap, slow, really beige cars. Yeah. Yeah. So a Saab 9-5 only, 27,000 pounds, but just garbage. Just garbage score from us. Uh, a 137.9 on the lap time. Uh, the next one is the Bentley Arnage T, which is the worst of all of the worlds, right? Yeah. Slow yeah, as one. shit. <laughs> expensive as hell. And we, we hate it. Oh. Uh, okay, the, next, the next one down is an old school Aston Martin DB5. Um, really, really slow. Uh-huh. It did. It did a uh, uh, a one forty six, which is slower than a Suzuki <laughs> Leona, a by the way. Slower than a Veyron. Yeah, uh, and then you know we get into some other ones. There What's was the price of the DB five as the as 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 tested one hundred and twenty. Yeah, so that's the one that's a million by the yeah. time we hit the end. So yeah. that would push it well below the Veyron. Uh, though both of us, we scored 9.5 on that one. We loved it because it's a DB5 and it's like the best looking car who's ever been made. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the, if you remember this car, Jeff, the Hawk HF3000 Stratos kit car. Do you remember I that do, one? I do. Yeah. <laughs> it, Wasn't that uh, dirt cheap? It was 18,000 pounds, but in the dry, it did a 148.2, which is... The Ooh. second slowest oh. time on the track. <laughs> oh, wow, that's slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Overfinch Range Rover, which is the bane of all of our existences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get into just a, 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 a point after point weird list here, right? So I'm going down. I have Pagani Zonda F Roadster, Suzuki Liana, Zenvo ST1, Bugatti Bentley Bugatti. And the Bentley is the Spitfire Engine Gigantor named <laughs> Brutus. Brutus, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so one of those, uh, sticks out, we have an $800,000 car and we have a $10,000 car, 800,000, 1 million, 500,000, 1.6 million. So, um, once again, I think I, I judged the Suzuki Liana too harshly. Yeah. I can't, can't change it now, but, uh, the, the bottom of this list is just, is just hilarious, right? We go from a Saab 9.5 to Bugatti Veyron Super Sport and the Saab 9.5 is like 10 times better than the Veyron on our power rankings. It's great. It's great. I love it. That is a, that is a fun, like, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a couple, there's a little bit of variability in the top 10. There's a lot of bit of variability. There, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, we did mention, I did mention that, uh, uh, our overall average started out at 100 with the E46 M3. Um, it crept up to 106.87. Uh, the car that most closely, uh, was at that point, was the KTM Crossbow, which is oddly also a track a tra- car, a track day car, but it was right in the middle. Bang it was not average. fast, was it? Mm, it wasn't very fast, and it was really expensive. Like it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, Crossbow was a three wheeler, wasn't it? 
No, it was a four. Um, yeah. I think we only had the one three-wheeler, the Morgan three-wheeler. Okay. The cross right. was cool looking, but it's uh, yeah, kind of an eyeball. So that was the average power ranking. If we took the median, right, the one in the middle, uh, I was at 108.31, which means we're really kind of pulling down. Our lows are pulling us down more than our highs are pulling us up. Uh, and that was the TVR Valhalla, Jeff, which was uh, really early on. Um, before they actually had a name for it, I don't remember what it was called. The Taycan, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, uh, back from season three, yeah. I believe. Okay. Uh, again, the highest was a 138. The lowest was a nine. That was a BAC <laughs> Mono the Bugatti Veyron. Um, uh, one thing that's often brought up on on uh, uh, reviews of Top Gear as a whole was how they essentially just test expensive cars, right? So I made a histogram of all the cars... Okay. Tested from 10,000 pounds, which was the Liana, up to, let's see, yeah, 1.6 million pounds, <laughs> which is the Veyron. <laughs> um, uh, uh, a whopping one-third of the cars were between fifteen and 40,000 pounds. Everything else spread out over the entire rest of the range. It okay. might actually even be more than one-third. No, half. Half the cars yeah. were between fifteen and 40,000 pounds. That's good. Okay. So I don't think that criticism holds up. It was heavily skewed cheap early on. Um, yeah. When they, I mean, it, I, I think it as they evolve, that's when they start. I mean, the, the criticism comes up and is maybe a little more justified than the, the data suggests because they did start in a more reasonable place. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So, Jeff, you mentioned earlier that you looked at just your top tens, and I said you had nine eight. top nine. Eight top tens. Eight top tens. Sorry. Eight. Uh, do you want me to go through them real quick? Sure. All right. So you had two Koenigseggs, the CC8S mm -hmm. and the CCX. Mm -hmm. You had one Pagani. Mm -hmm. It was the first Zonda, the first one we saw. So they got worse for you over time. I think they just got to get like a lot more expensive. You think got really expensive? Yeah. The first uh, one was like by no means a bargain. It wasn't like three hundred seventy-five grand. Yeah. 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 But still, which like, is anyway. half. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the Porsche Carrera GT. Uh, and then the Lexus LFA, uh, the Ford GT, which is what you brought up as your favorite car in the entire show. Mm -hmm. uh, you gave a 10 to the 458, and you gave a 10 to the F-Type R. I also gave a 10 to all of those, plus 11 more. So I gave a 10 to the old... I gave it to the old school DB5. Okay. I gave a 10 to the Boiler Bowler Wildcat. All right. Uh, the well, Gallardo own one, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Gallardo Spider, uh, the Audi R8 V10 Spider, which is the Gallardo Spider. Yep. Uh, the Audi R8, which is the Gallardo. <laughs> um, the Lotus Exige S, which I'm surprised you didn't give a a, a ten to. I think you're a nine though. I'm sure I was. Yep. Uh, the Aventador, I gave a ten to, and then down here we have the R8 V10 Non Spider, which is another Gallardo. Uh, the two aerials and the Caterham 7 R500 Superlight. So I gave more points to the track day car. If you listen back a couple episodes ago, maybe a couple months ago now, I have no idea. Jeff mentioned that his experience owning a kit slash track car has soured him very slightly on track yep. kit slash track cars, which is why none of these show up on his list. He doesn't yep. have any kit cars on his list. I need his doors. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have doors. All right, Jeff, what were your three lowest cars? Overfinch. Overfinch was, uh, you gave it a two. You didn't give anything a one, by the way. Okay, okay. How many twos did I give out? Just three. Three lowest. So three, these are the three ones. Twos. Um, yep. Saab, the other two, I, Yeah, the Saab 9.5, yep. Okay. The other, the other one is going to be really hard. If you pull this out, I'd be surprised. Uh, it's Jaguar. <laughs> nope. All right, I got nothing. It is the Alfa Romeo 147 GTA. Oh, okay. All right. You remember you remember that car? No. I know. <laughs> I'm going to Google it right now. Alfa 147 GTA? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fuck that car. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of our hot hatches. Um, it's actually not that bad looking. I mean, I don't remember why I hated it, but... Um... Yeah, it's it it's like certain area, certain aspects. It looks good. Certain views, other views, it looks. Bleh. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. And then uh, my bottom three. We talked a little bit about this before. Overfinch Range Rover, which was our lowest rated uh by far. 
Um, the BMW Z8 Alpina, um, which was just, just, just got awful. Uh, and then again, uh, this poor, this poor little guy, this Suzuki Liana, um, that, that I would take over either yeah. of these other two cars. Yeah. So it shouldn't have been a one. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I was interested to see what would skew our rating of a car more than anything else. And I thought there was possibility of correlation, Jeff, between how much we liked a car and how much it cost. Okay. Right. So um, I plotted the average scores for every average uh, price. Um, and I came up with something that looked only very very moderately skewed more expensive um but the correlation was practically nothing so we kind of gave across the board uh cheaper cars and expensive cars equal ratings uh pretty even from, distribution yeah from from like one one to ten um the tens are a little higher uh i think because there's one or two expensive cars skewing that up because there weren't very many tens uh mm-hmm. the highest price on this entire thing was 240,000 pounds as an average price of all the cars and those are ones that we rated an 8.5 right so i gave it a 7 you gave it a, a 9 or a 10 okay. or something like that 8 and 9 um the cheapest one uh was actually a 4.5 next cheapest uh was a 7 so we gave right. cars that averaged 53,000 pounds uh, a 7 so we're kind of all over the place here so there's not really any correlation so we weren't skewed by that um, we were skewed though dramatically by lap time, um, which I think is probably makes, that a makes lot sense. Yeah. yeah, we like fast cars. We like we like fast cars. All right, and then the last thing that I want to go over here before we let you go um, is I have been plotting all of the cars versus lap time this entire time, um, and I have uh, a terrible correlation, but a correlation. So if you look at a car and you know its price. You can do this quick math and figure out what its, <laughs> what its lap time is. What its lap time would be. Okay. Right? There are a few outliers here, right? The track day cars are really cheap and really low, so they're well below the line. Um, old The old Aston Martin DB whatever is really expensive and really high on this line. Um, Overfinch and stuff like that. But it's uh, it turns out to be a kind of a, a, a reverse logarithmic regression. It is a power regression. That is, just take the price. Times it by, uh, or raise it to the negative 0.0445 power gotcha. and multiply it by 141. Okay. That's what you do. So if you take a. And that gives you a lap time in seconds? It gives you the lap time in seconds okay. uh, around the top of your track to within a terrible correlation. It's not, it's not very good. <laughs> plus, plus or minus two minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, when you have when you have 20,000 pound cars going around in 150 or 130 and you have 20,000 pound cars going around in 117, it's going to be a bit of a spread. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The caterums are th- really throwing off our averages. They here. really are. These damn Lotus clones. So I am going to make this sheet public. If you want to take a look at it, uh, it will not be changeable. It'll be read only. But you can take a look at all the scores um, for the Top Gear Rearview Power Rankings and see uh, if you agree or disagree. All right. I'll throw that in the show notes for this episode. It'll. I don't think we're going to have many show notes for this episode, so it's probably going to be that. Oh, it's just going to be that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. Are we missing anything? Gentlemen. The time has come. The time has come. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think we're missing anything. I think we've gone over everything we wanted to go over. I think Um, we have. I don't really... We don't really have anything to say. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for being here for listening. If you just started, uh, go back. You got some listening to do. But um, but yeah, if you uh, if you've been with us most of the time, just a few episodes, the whole time, we appreciate it. It's been a really fun project. Um, and this one has shown versus our last podcast, which is actually way way back there. If you look all the way in the history, there's like ten episodes of randomness in the beginning of this. But <laughs> uh, the uh, the popularity went way up. So this is obviously uh, something that I think people liked more. The show recap, uh, and we were like in the OGs on that versus some of the the current ones. Since all these celebrities are bored, but um, <laughs> <laughs> ruining our numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But thank you, uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I know Brady really appreciates it. I mean, this is this is as much an opportunity for us to remain you know long distance friends and have a good time as it is for uh you know just just talking through this but it's it's good to see that you know people are appreciating it absolutely i mean you'll notice that there hasn't been a single ad in this entire thing we're not doing this 
or the money. Nope. Not that we wouldn't have bombarded you with ads if given the opportunity. <laughs> if it gets popular um, enough, like posthumously, uh, I will start throwing ads. In uh, we might interject some. So if you hear an ad, I apologize, but thank you. Um, uh, me undies, they, oh, they're great. <laughs> that was the one I was going to get. <laughs> I'm going to wear my me undies and sleep on my Casper mattress, and then and then call Better Health. Yeah. Um, the uh, we, Jeff and I really just enjoy hanging out. We're I don't know if you know this by now, but we're just really good friends back from college um, who've kind of crossed paths in our lives in the same location or missed crossing paths by like days. Um, <laughs> a few times. I was in Colorado. He was in Iowa. He moved back to Colorado like three days after I moved to Houston. And then he moved to Idaho about two months before I moved back to Colorado <laughs> or some shit like that. Um, and so we, uh, we do this again, as Jeff said, to, to, be in touch to keep up our friendship. Um, and we have a, frankly a, a ton of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we would have been able to do 170 something episodes if it wasn't fun. Um, certainly isn't paying for itself or anything like that. So, oh, no. um, you know, I just want you guys to know that we enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. Yeah. Um, I think we've said it before. We, there's no plans at this point to push into the, you know, series 23 plus of Top Gear or the Grand Tour or any of the other spinoffs. Um, we'll see. Maybe time will change that, but uh, not as of now. I imagine we will replace this with something else. We had some ideas in uh, in works. They won't be on this channel, but, you know, should the time come around um, that we start doing something else, I'll at least throw probably a quick note up here just to, yep. to let you guys know where we're at. If you want to listen to us, if you like us as much as you like Top Gear. Um, but if not, uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, and yeah, it's been good. Jeff, it's been fun, pal. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, uh, that wraps us for the show. So uh, we won't see you here next week, but hopefully see you in the future. Bye. Bye.